friends welcome back to another video i hope you are doing well it is that time to talk about the lgbt i have compiled all of my thoughts all of my you know all of the scriptures that i need in order to you know make this video possible and to make this as biblical as possible and you know loving as openly rebuking in love as possible so here we go um and big disclaimer um you know you can't completely and you know and from what i've you know viewed you can't completely understand and receive this biblical stance unless you have the fear of the lord truly truly in your heart and until you know that in your heart that his word and his promises are true and you know i don't i don't bring you this information to condemn you or to say that i'm sinless or sin or that i sin less than you you know i am a huge sinner and i struggle with my own sins i'm not gonna you know sugarcoat that but I'm bringing you this because I know that God loves you and I know that he wants to spend eternity with you and a sinful lifestyle leads us to hell. You know, lack of repentance, unforgiveness, bitterness, you know, accepting the world instead of Christ will lead us to hell and Satan wants us to do, wants to do everything in his power, you know, produce justif justifications, you know, produce veils, lies, false truths, in order to drag us down with him to hell because he hates God. <clears throat> you know, Satan hates you so much. Satan hates you so much because Christ died for you. He can't go after God because he can't hurt God, so he goes after his children instead. Um, and that's what I just wanted to disclaim before I, you know, continue on. And I'd also like to, you know, Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And fools despise wisdom and instruction. So let's get into it. The first thing we must know about this whole um, topic is Mark 10, verse 6, which says, But from the beginning of creation, God created them male and female. So biologically speaking, only a man and a woman can naturally bring life into the world. And there are two headlines I want to bring attention to. The first is from NBC News. It says, could same-sex couples soon conceive a child with both their DNA? A recent scientific development could lead to new infertility treatments and bring same-sex couples one step closer to conceiving a biological child. And then the second one says, it's from The Guardian, it says, Two men and their baby. How science outwits Mother Nature. New technology will boost fertility, but, it, but is it ethical? Robin Mickey and Anushka, Anushka Astana. That's a cool name, Anushka Astana Report. These are interesting headlines. Because if you look at it closely, science is, you know, getting in the way of what God created. You know, and science is not evil, but it can be used for evil like everything else in the world. Science can be used as a way to glorify God and marvel at his creation. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't, it doesn't have to go against God. And quite frankly, I don't think God created it to go against him. I think he created it to worship him. So that's, you know, that's, that's my, you know, that's science. And these phenomenon being described here, how science outwits mother nature and how same-sex couples could soon conceive a child with both their DNA, these phenomenon require man's intervention. And this is not the natural workings of God. And not every thought, idea, or invention is from God. 
You know, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So that infers and that implies that we will have thoughts and ideas and inventions that go against God. And Ecclesiastes 7.29 says, um, what's his name? King Solomon writes, Lo, this, is, this only I have found, that God hath made men upright, but they have sought out many inventions. I love that verse because it says, God hath made men upright, but they have sought out many inventions. And I feel like that verse is the summary of like the fall of man because it's the same thing that happened. It, that's like summarizes what happened to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Even ABC News says this headline, Scientist says two men could conceive. And again, this is the working of man trying to play God. Chaos happens when man tries to play God because God created everything to be good. Genesis 1.31 says, And God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. But just this verse, it says, God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Sometimes man creates things out of their own selfish ambition, right? Sometimes man creates things because they don't want to, they want to go against God. Sometimes man creates things because they want to be their own God, and they want to be God above other people. Chaos happens because humans desire to serve our own flesh, and it leads to many deceptions. Why? Because we are sinful. Humanity is fallen because of sin. You know, Ecclesiastes 7, 20 verse 29, I encourage you to read the entire thing, but one verse in there says, Behold, oh yeah, this is the same thing, sorry. It says, Behold, I have found only this, that God made people upright, but they have sought out many schemes. So, we have, you know, we've established that same-sex couples conceiving a child into the world is you know, not biologically sound. It is an invention of man. And God created both male and female. Um, this sets up that God created things to bring life into the world because he is a God that brings life. And man's invention, can get, it gets in the way of that sometimes, right? I mean, if you believe in climate change, look at climate change. Human invention is literally killing the environment, right? And totalitarianism, tyran you know, tyrannical governments, they want to play God so bad that they are willing to kill people and starve them and torture them and strip them of their freedoms because they, cre they invented that. They, are they invented that. And I'll go into it in another time, but you know, people like to believe that God is a tyrannical God, but he really isn't. He's a loving God. He gives us free will. He gives us the free will to go against him. And that must break his heart so much, right? But anyway, you know, God created women for men. And I know this is something that not a lot of people like to admit or not a lot of people want to get into, but it is biblically accurate. Genesis 2, 21, verse 25, I encourage you to read the whole thing. But it says, And the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. Then the man said, At last, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of man, for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. 
and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, but they were not ashamed. So God created woman for man. Another thing is that we are all sinners, but God saved us from our sins by sending Jesus, his son, to die on the cross and to take our place. So whether, you know, you struggle with sexual immorality, whether you struggle with, you know, um, unnatural tendencies, we are all sinners and God died. You know, Jesus sent his son to die for us. First Corinthians 6, 9 to 11 says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor those habitually drunk, nor verbal abusers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. And as followers of Christ, we must die to our own flesh and live according to the will of God. Luke 9 verse 23 to 25 says, And he was saying to them all, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, this is the one who will save it. For what good does it do a person if he gains the whole world, but loses or forfeits himself? So we may gain all of this earthly pleasure and possessions, but these earthly pleasures and possessions could mean a loss for eternity. And in my comment section, I got a really, really awesome comment from Thanos, the one and only Thanos, the one who snapped the entire universe or half the universe out of life and joking. But Thanos says, um, Hi, Ime, I'm new to Christianity, and I was wondering if you could do a video about if, you, if the LGBT community is compatible with Christianity. Is it possible to be Christian and LGBT at the same time? First of all, Thanos, thank you for your comment. I find your comment to be very, or your, your question to be very interesting, because I find that this is probably something a lot of people have questions about. But I looked up the definition of compatible, and it means able to exist or occur together without conflict. And the key here is without conflict, to exist without conflict. The thing is, sin will always be in conflict with our walk with God. All, all sinners are undeserving of the kingdom of heaven. So when people say like, oh, being homosexual is harmless, you can easily replace homosexual with any sin. You know, being a fornicator is harmless. Being a murderer is harmless. Being a swindler is harmless. Being sinful is harmless. Being sinful is harmless, like period. <laughs> but this is not the case, right? That doesn't sound right, doesn't it? Or like, think of like any other like, um, you know, self self sin. Like maybe a sin that well, you know, every sin at some point will harm others, whether we like to believe it or not. You know, being a witch is harmless. Being atheist is harmless. Well, yeah, atheism is not really like. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. Let's let's um dive away from that but you know it's like being being a, a robber is harmless or being you know being a criminal is harmless being a drunk is harmless being a verbal abuser is harmless being a thief is harmless doesn't sound right doesn't it, it doesn't sound right because it's not right 
know, Isaiah 59, 2 says, But your wrongdoings have caused a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is no righteous person, not even one. As Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. James 1.15 says, Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it has run its course, brings forth death. That one's a powerful verse. <clears throat> John 8.34 says, Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And Revelations 21.8 says, But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and sexually immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Very, very powerful, right? There are... It's... It's just really sad to see that these things, you know, these worldly pleasures will lead us to death. And even, you know, there are verses about Satan's deception, like Second Corinthians 11, verse 13 to 15. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. So yes, Satan can mask as an angel of light. And not everything good, you know, is true. It, not everything good will be actually good. Not everything good will be godly. Let's put it that way. And also, 1 Peter 5, 8-9 through 9 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeing whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Yes, so this is really interesting how it's worded as seeking whom he may devour or he he, wa he walks about seeking whom he may devour. That's really interesting that he is active. He, the devil, is actively walking around. He's looking for his victims. He's looking for who is weak. But we are not meant, you know, to be comfortable on earth because it is not our home. People who choose to want nothing to do with God will end up in a place that has nothing to do with God. That's just, right? That's just. They wanted that. People who don't want anything to do with God will end up in a place that has nothing to do with God. And following Christ is not easy. I never said in the Bible that it was going to be easy. But God gives us the, the strength to endure it. Matthew 5.10 says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We can have assurance in the fact that love came in the form of judgment. Sin was taken upon the cross by Jesus who was blameless. And John three seventeen says, For God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. And Ephesians six eleven through 12 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. To sum it all up, you know, not only is the LGBT lifestyle bi biologically unsound, but, you know, it has opened the doors to sins like fornication, adultery, lust, uh, P-E-D-O-philia, R-A-P-E, abuse, trafficking, P-O-R-N, orography, etc. Um, you know, these... Sins not only cause harm on a personal level, but it also harms like the family structure. 
it harms um you know other people around you and it's not just with um you know homosexuality it's with every other sin too um if you you know if you identify with the lgbt community you know god does not hate you i do not hate you it is not my place to judge you or other sinners when i'm over here trying to die to my flesh on the daily as well so we're all just trying to you know die to our own flesh at the end of the day you know, instead of like judging each other, let's point each other to scripture and encourage one another to run after Christ. And remember that the war is not against flesh and blood, but against the wicked powers in the spiritual realm. It, you know, the world may say one thing about you, but know that God loves you. And it's not, it's between you and the Lord at the end of the day. It's not my place to say how you should live your life and how you shouldn't. It's not my job to convict you. It's the Lord's job um, with any sin, really. And it's not my job to change you. It's not my job to convince you. But it's my job to convey the message. You know, I'm going to say that. I'm going to be an ambassador of Christ at the end of the day. No matter what that looks like. No matter how much it hurts. <laughs> but, yeah. I hope this answers your question. Um, and thank you for your question Thanos and thank you for listening listener um I hope you have a lovely day all right god bless